Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. And thanks for uh, giving us some of your time uh, here in the next couple of hours. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We are going to rely heavily, uh, heavily rather, uh, on our relationship with the sporting news. Bill Bender, who covers college football, uh, will join us at the bottom of our number one. Vinny Iyer, who covers the NFL for the sporting news, will join us uh, at the bottom of the second hour of the program as we move into the month of December in the NFL. Of course, Bowl Games Championship Saturday uh, coming up. Uh, playoff rankings unveiled on Sunday, so lots of ground to cover. Transfer portal is already going crazy, uh, including some locally, but some big-name quarterbacks entering the transfer portal yesterday, so a lot of ground to cover, and uh, yesterday was only day one of the portal. It's not even open yet, officially. No, not till Monday. <laughs> not till Monday. Uh, but there's a lot of folks already getting in line and letting it be known that they are open uh, to getting their mail in a different city, including Will Howard, quarterback of the uh, K-State Wild Cats, who looks like he's on the move. Where is he going to go, Cam? Ward apparently has offers of a million dollars from five different schools. If he doesn't want to stay in, what were we calling that, the Pac-2? Yep. Uh, if he doesn't want to stay in the Pac-2, he's got offers. Who's on the list? Um, Texas A&M, Miami. Oh, I don't remember. I should, I should there's five of them. Anyway. Pretty good group. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's they're all blue blood. Surprise, yeah. surprise! Uh, that want to uh, that want his services for one year. So we'll see where it uh, winds up. But uh, buckle up because it's just starting, and uh, we all we now know that there's some uh, guys in Ames that were speculated beheaded there, including both of the running backs, Eli Sanders and Cartavius Norton, made it official yesterday that they are going to be in. Uh, we'll see if that uh, happens over in Iowa City after the game coming up this week. Um, which, by the way, you just showed me something at DraftKings, mm-hmm. which just blew me away. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, at first I thought it had to be a Photoshop. <laughs> right. Because I asked you, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the total points, Iowa's total points, over under? In each half. In each half is a half. A point. A point. So if they score a field goal. They get a safety. They get a safety. And they're liable to. Yes. <laughs> they're very liable to. Uh Come on, that's unheard of. Is is that real? It's is real. Is that trolling? No, it is. You can fire at it right now on DraftKings. You can open up the app and you can use whatever money's in your account and fire away if you think the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to score a point in the first half. Bet on it. The over, minus 125. The under, minus 105. If you think they're going to score a point in the second half, uh-huh. the over of a half point, yeah. minus 110 on the over, minus well, 120 on the under. Only minus one ten. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like yeah, heavily juice minus three hundred. No, right. Which would be ridiculous it in would its own be. right. But they're, they're they're this is legit. So what they're, what they're saying is, and what's the total points on the game? 28? 20? No, thirty four and a half. Something so they're like that. saying that Michigan is going to score thirty four points. Yeah, that's basically what they believe. So you can also bet team totals for the whole game, team totals, and Iowa's the lowest that they have listed is seven and a half. If you go under, yeah, you got to lay minus two ten. The over. They can get more than seven points, plus 160. You think this team's going to get ten points in the game? Over nine and a half? Two to one. Mm-hmm. Two to one to score ten points. 
Uh, by the way, Michigan has given up just over 10 points per game this year. Yeah, it's not like they've played the toughest of schedules. True. Uh, well, until recently. <laughs> the last two or the last three weeks, it got a little salty. I'll give them that. With Maryland sandwiched in between the Penn State and Ohio State games. But non-conference was, uh, was a joke. Um, UNLV. Who turned out to be pretty fair. You know what? That's, yeah. that's a good point, Trent, because they will play and they will host uh, the Mountain West uh, Championship coming up on Saturday morning. You know, it's so disappointing that we don't have a full complement of Hawkeyes. Just look, really even with a full roster, this is going to be a mountain that no. is going to be seemingly impossible it's a for them big ask. to climb. It's a big ask, yep. But you'd have the storyline of Eric Hall mm-hmm. and Cade McNamara. Mm-hmm. You'd have Cooper DeGene, who can be a game changer in mm-hmm. this one, right? It, yep. it, even those three, Luke Lachey, you know, mm-hmm. dad and Ohio State guys on the radio network, you kind of get that connect. There would be so many, at least more intriguing storylines. And you hate to be a sourpuss about it, but it's very difficult to come up with any reasoned argument that Iowa can even hang around in this game. See, I'm going to, because they always hang around. Not, not, Penn not against State these game. teams. Not Penn State was, was the anomaly, but if I remember our... I mean, we think back to that Monday when we we reconvened after that game for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it just got away. It just got away from them. Like I don't think they're going to win the game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I don't think they're going to get their nose rubbed in it. I just don't. <sighs> just because this team is just different. I'm not saying they're good. They're different. Last and they find get- a way to win games, and I tip my cap to them for that. Last year, Michigan was able to do whatever they wanted in Kinnick Stadium. I mean, they could get, in a play that had nothing, Blake Corm got six yards. Mm-mm. Yeah. They're better this year. Uh-huh. This defense, I don't think, certainly run defense is not as good as it was a year ago. There was Lucas Van Ness mm-hmm. and Jack Campbell mm-hmm. and Kayvon Merriweather yeah. and Riley Moss on that yep. defense a year ago. Yep. I think last year's defense was better than this year's. I think so. And Michigan is better than they were a year ago. Uh-huh. And that was in Kinnick Stadium. Right. Last year when they played Ohio State, they got their nose rubbed in it. Mm-hmm. 31-0 still was the final score against Penn State. The problem is when they have taken on these, the beasts, right, at the, at the end of each level if you're playing a video game. The guy, they, ha- they have not competed with these teams. Right. And unfortunately, I think you're going to see the same thing. Uh-huh. But it's sports. It is sports. Now, look back at the upsets. When they beat Michigan, when Michigan was ranked number two. That was Akron Wadley having an otherworldly performance. How many guys did he juke out of their jock <laughs> in that football game? It was a little, and sometimes it was just for four yards, but he was able to do that. Can they have that? My one, I guess, saving grace, the one thing that I go back to, is that Nebraska run defense was elite. They're really good. Yep. I were here for 160 against uh-huh. them. Can they get a couple of creases? Can they make a couple of those big plays? Can LaShawn bust... Two forty yarders. Can you get Caleb Johnson to hit just one? Hit one if you can get that. If you can get the ground game, maybe you can hang around. Well, you can't make any mistakes. No, I mean Deacon, you don't like, have to play perfect, but you have to be clean. Boy, pretty close. You have to be clean, and you have to take it. If Michigan does give you something, take it. Make sure you fall on that fumble and yes. not let it fall into a Wolverine's hands. Fumble luck all has to go right. your way, and the ball hits a DB right in the hands or right between mm-hmm. the numbers. Seal the deal. Would you please make the interception? And maybe even have to run it back for a score. You might have to. Yeah. I, I was going to have to be, I don't even think plus one or plus two is good enough. Probably plus three or better mm-hmm. in the turnover department. Mm-hmm. Deacon can't turn it over. Nope. You can't put it on the turf. Stevens can't miss. He, he, yes. He's got to figure it out again. 
And Kirk might have to be a little uncomfortable too. Because in order to do the unthinkable, to pull the upset, that fourth and two at midfield that, well, Tory's going to pin him deep. <laughs> Punting is winning. No, it can't be this one. It week. can't be in this yeah. one. No. Yeah. You're going to have to also uh-huh. be uncomfortable. Yep. And the opening drives, first couple of drives, the scripted plays have been good really mm-hmm. all season. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarters have been good. You can't lull in the second and third quarter. You have to, even if it is, you're backed up your 20, get a couple of first downs. You can't have three and outs. You can't have multiple three and outs and stack them up back to back. The game will just get away from them too quickly. Yeah, it will. Caleb Brown's on the depth chart. What does that mean? You confident? As... I think so. Normally yeah. when they're on the depth chart, Ferentz is pretty up and up, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the depth chart Campbell put out prior to the uh, UNI game is still up. Yeah. Hasn't right. changed. Right. Hasn't, and won't Doesn't change. Doesn't have to. Won't big, change until the Big Twelve mandates it. I'm not even sure that in the bowl game they're going to ask him to that they'll put up Probably a new one. Um, but now with all the defections, does he almost is he almost forced to? No, <laughs> no, probably no, not. No, am I thinking? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But Brown playing that that's going to be huge. He's going to have to have a monster. He has to. He has to. And he's starting to come. He's starting to mm-hmm. you know break out a little bit here. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. And even if it's perfect, I'm not sure it's, it's good enough. It's probably not good enough, right? But maybe maybe it's an entertaining game. Make Look, them here's what I'm grateful for, Trent. It's Tuesday of Championship Week. Yeah. And we, as a station, as a state, um, we have a talker, right? That's It's killing segments it is. in my world, in our world. and It's not killing them. It's something entertaining. It is. Something I agree interesting with that. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, and, I mean, last year we didn't have it. This year we do. And there'll be, who knows how many opportunities there'll be in the future, but we have one this year. So let's take advantage of it and let's discuss it. And Look, neither one of us believe they're going to win the football game. No. I believe it won't be an embarrassment. I think it'll be an embarrassment. We'll and get there. You'll be Friday. there in person. Yes, and you'll spend a lot it. of money to go see your team uh, if indeed it ends up. But being it's your the last way. time. I mean, no, for I'm the with... foreseeable future, go, go. the likelihood yes. is so incredibly. I agree. Slim. I agree. It's just it's a fun time. Yes, you know, Wrigley was such a fun. I had time. a blast. I had a blast. I used to go to bowl games every year. Anymore, it's mm-hmm. much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And because of that, this was make it happen. I've been planting the seed since well, basically the spring. Is Tara going with you? No, no. This is a solo trip. So. No. Doing this one with the boys. Didn't go two years ago. Had uh, some things going on in the family at the time with her grandpa, so weren't able to make that happen. And going forward, you got to be in the top two of an 18-team league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is going to be incredibly difficult. No, I'm with you. You know, speaking of 18-team leagues, and, and why, did, why didn't the Big 12, I, I keep hearing that they don't want to split the pie any further. Don't, why wouldn't you bring in Oregon State and Washington State? Here's my thought process, Trent. Mm-hmm. If it does get to um, zero hour, right, it, it, it happens that we're down to two conferences. Yeah. And the SEC and the Big Ten are going to, you know, pluck maybe one from here. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you have a 20-team menu, <laughs> you know, pluck your teams off the menu and, and leave us with a dozen or leave us with 14 rather than, um, I don't know. Well, let's localize it. Let's talk about Iowa State, and they're going to get about $35 million a year. And that number drops down to 30. Grand scheme of things, okay, you're fine. You're gonna... I thought it was a little bit north of that, money-wise. But regardless, right. just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. And you look across the state, mm-hmm. and you see a team making $75, million, $80 yeah. Do you want to dilute yourself even further? Because does it help you as a conference? I don't know that. I mean, I know that these are pretty good. These are pretty good schools. Yeah, they're good 
good, solid uh-huh. programs, very like-minded, yep. land-grant schools. Both would fit into the grand scheme of things. With the additions of the West Coast Wing, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Two Arizona schools, Utah, Colorado. Now there's six teams from that time zone. Well, the Mountain, I get it. But um, I think just that, and maybe maybe it's about flexibility when... The ACC implodes? Right, when that happens. So Florida State, Clemson go to either or. Yeah. North Carolina, Virginia go to either or. Mm-hmm. And then you're left with the Dukes and who else? Wake Forest in those schools. NC State. Yes. Putting yourself uh-huh. maybe in a better position of plucking the best of the remaining schools. And at that point, who knows? Maybe Washington, Oregon State would make sense as they're playing in a glorified Mountain West at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But in the here and now, it just doesn't add enough, enough to the bottom line to make it I guess, financial sense. Uh, I guess. We will uh, move on. Want to get to the NFL, uh, talk a little Monday night football from last night. Boy, if you're a Vikings fan, um, I, I think you've got to be a little bit sick to your stomach here today. A, the Dobbs finally um, you know, came back to reality in some respects because he had an awful game. Look, you wake up this morning, they were the seventh seed yesterday. I think they were the seventh seed yesterday. They're still the seventh seed. They're hanging into the playoffs. But you've still got a couple of games coming up against the Lions. Uh, obviously, the game against uh, Cincinnati, that doesn't look anywhere near as difficult. You go on your bye, you come back, you head to Vegas, then you head to Cincy, then you get uh, two out of the remaining three against the Lions. The one in between there is against the Packers. But, boy, that was a winnable football game. Mm-hmm. And here's my question to you, Mr. Bears fan. Yeah. Where are you now with the quarterback? Well, I was so upset watching the game last night. Not that they won the game and her draft order. I, I, I'm not like some fans that get all fired up about that. Look, it's, yep. look at last season. The Houston Texans had no business winning in Week 18, and they won right. in Week 18. Right. It just, yeah. you don't, they're still football guys. Yep. They're still football players. They're yep. trying to win, and things are going to happen. They're still four and eight now. I mean, it just—it's well, too early. The good news is you got Carolina's pick, right? And and that's also a big component mm-hmm. of this. But what this is for the Bears organization is you have to understand what you have at the quarterback spot, right? Yeah. Does Justin Fields have anything? No. Is there anything redeeming? No. I think there is. Oh, trade wise, there is. But you start the rookie quarterback clock all over again. That's as big as anything. Oh, yeah, and that's a conversation had, we had last year. Right, three years to prove to you that he belongs in this league. And he's had his moments. I'm not, I mean, I'm not being overly critical of him, but if you get a chance at a Caleb Williams, if he's your guy, mm-hmm. you start the rookie clock over again, you get something, whether it's a two and a three. I don't think you get no, one. Maybe a you four. Yeah, three and a four or whatever, yeah. three and a five. You get something for him. Um, and I think he can be salvaged. With a competent organization. And that's just it. He really hasn't had that. No. But you come up with a game plan by Luke Getze, where you throw in 6,000 screenplays. It just, see what he's got. Open it up. Mm-hmm. Throttle this thing well, look open. What he, look at the play he made at the end of the football game. Yes. That was a big-time throw from the pocket. From the and pocket. And Aikman had said that early in the broadcast. Look, if you're going to go anywhere in this league, and he said, in my mm-hmm. opinion, yep. you have to be able to operate from the pocket. And what did he do at the end of the game to make the was 36, 39, whatever it was, yard completion to D.J. Moore? Stayed in the pocket, threaded the needle. Uh, Santos comes on, game over. After a win, I was more upset with Eberflus. And Getsy that I have maybe all season long. Because that's not the game plan now. The game plan, they know that they're dead guys walking. Yeah, right? they're not going to the playoffs. No, 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 no. Them as coaches. Oh, coaches, yeah. yes. They're all being blown out. I don't understand how you can. That's the scheme that you come up with in a game where you get four interceptions. Should have been loose. six. Should have been. 
<laughs> five for sure. <laughs> right. And, and this is all, I, that's where I am. It's just the ineptitude of this organization from the coaching staff to organizationally wide. It is just so wide ranging. And in a game like that, where you know you have five weeks to either, yes, put tape together mm-hmm. for people to go out there and, be aggressive to get Justin Fields or trade down and, and get a boatload of picks because yes, someone wants the quarterback. But you have to see, uh-huh. and this is what you came up with. It was sickening. It really. Um, I get the Marvin Harrison love. You want to draft mm-hmm. him at four, but you know what? If you don't, what, what's wrong with the Dunze from Washington? I think he's just equally as good. He's six foot three for crying out loud. I think he's a star. Those back shoulder throws for oh him and Pettix this year. It's, it's, it was week after week after week. Yeah. We talked about it two weeks ago. There's nothing, literally nothing you can do you on that play defensively. It. Can't stop it. Can't there was it. was it the Oregon State game. The kid played it perfectly, mm-hmm. absolutely perfectly. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. This will do and say he's a player. Yes. And I think because he plays in the Pac-12, I don't realize. I, mean, I think part of the country um, is still finding out about him. Let's get Jeff in here real quick. Again, we're going to talk college football with Bill Bender. A whole bunch of scenarios. Uh, the penultimate playoff rankings will be made tonight. Does Florida State hang around at four? If they're going to move them out, Trent, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Today is the day you've got to do it. Do they have to? You know what's to do. So, Jeff, welcome. Thanks for being patient. How are you? Doing well, guys. I missed uh, yesterday because I was busy at work, so uh, I apologize if you talked about this yesterday. But the Iowa State uh, men's program, um, I, you know, I don't know what we know. Uh, you know, we had those school the blind teams uh, weeks ago. You got Ken Miller, you know, yelling on top of his lungs saying how good this Iowa State basketball team is. And uh, that changed yesterday. That uh, too Jeff, bad you yeah, missed no, yesterday's okay. show. Yes. Okay, good. Um, we well, took we so got our pound of flesh uh, during the eleven well, to one. Let's see if I if I didn't hit on some things or maybe you guys touched on it. All right. Um, going into last uh, last weekend for three games, they shot sixty one percent from the free throw line. That's gross. Yeah. That's unexcusable. That cannot happen at that level when you're playing in a tournament with with NCAA teams and you want to go out there and try to compete at a win at a high level, you cannot shoot 61% from the free throw line. Now, I understand it. We get their defense, and they're diving for loose balls, and, you know, we get all that. But that wasn't the question going into this season. The question going into this, into this season was, can they shoot the ball at a, a mediocre 35% from three? And the question and the answer right now is no. No, it's no, not. Um, they can't. And, and, I, and that's a huge problem. Number number two, uh, and I love uh, is it uh, Montsilovich? Yep. I love yep. Montsilovich. That's close. I think yep. he's Beach. gonna. I think uh, he's yeah he's gonna be their guy. I love what Lipsy's been doing. But can we stop the Larry Bird comparison? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's. I mean, come on. Every, every as soon as we stop the uh, so, uh, Abu Sama Walter Payton comparisons, come on. I'm ready. That's to like okay. Do, do your homework. Like that's uh, any white person with a pulse. We want to compare him to Larry Bird. Stop it. Just make a better comparison. It's it's <laughs> mediocre. Um, and then number three, we heard all this in the summertime. You know, Omaha making that 18 or 19 and under Olympic team or whatever team he made. Mm-hmm. This guy is nowhere to be found. Nope. And he was no he was nowhere to be found when they were playing school of the blind team. And his minutes with the exception of Grambling, he had a good game against Grambling. He scored as many points subsequent to that as you and I have, Jeff. Okay. Now here and number two with that. Okay, let's say he's not scoring. Okay. Well, is he rebounding? He's not even playing. No, no. He's not. Well, yeah, his, his minutes have decreased, but this is how you get your minutes back. Can you do the little things? Can Omaha, and maybe Trent can tell me if I'm wrong, 
I've never seen Omaha do the small things when he was at Dowling or Waukee. That's fair. He never did them. He wasn't there going for loose balls. He wasn't trying to get the extra rebound or the extra pass. Mm -hmm. He's had zero assists this season. He needs to do something. He needs to get out of his comfort zone to help this team. This isn't this isn't a me game. This isn't boxing. This isn't golf. Can you find us a role and help out your team to win and help yourself? To, you know, if they still think he's a first round draft pick, they're dead wrong. They need him to give them something to move forward. But if if anybody comes on these airwaves and says, "Oh, Omaha is going to average twelve points a game in the Big 12, I don't know how you can say that with with a straight face because I haven't seen it. You guys have a good day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. It is the podcast yesterday. Some, yeah, something for the summertime we talked about a lot. I just didn't think it was going to translate incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Jeff brings up a really good point, though. All right, Omaha's not scoring. Who cares? Right? Okay, that's. That's not where he is developmentally right now. He has one rebound in each of the last three games. Mm. How when many minutes? Did, did he six get the, against A&M, yeah. five against Tech, and ten against VCU. So he did get ten in the first game of the tournament. If you're going to be in there, yeah. he has one block shot this year. This dude is an uber athlete. He's playing inside. He's playing power forward. You have one block shot. One block shot in what? And this includes the, the, the four yeah. gimmies at the beginning of yeah. the year. One block shot. This wasn't g- just this weekend. This <laughs> One block. If you're going to be out there, you're not going to be a scorer. You have to impact mm-hmm. the game other ways, and he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's where the concern is. Leave the scoring aside. That's not his game right now. You were an incredible athlete. You have athleticism falling out of your ass. Get out there and do the other things. Rebound. What a rebound for that guy? Yeah, really. I mean, that, that guy can, what, put a dollar up on top of there, leave a quarter on his way back down, <laughs> yeah. top of the backboard. But rebounding's effort, defense's yes. effort. And it's not there. It's not there. That's where mm-hmm. your concern should lie right now with mm-hmm. Omaha Blue. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun week. Going to be a fun week. Cyhawk, I think, is, is going to be a competitive basketball game a week from Thursday night. I do, and I didn't think it was going to be. And this is the last chance for Iowa State to get one because mm-hmm. wrestling didn't go your way. No. And football didn't go your way. And I'm pretty sure that Fenley's going to get um, yeah. embarrassed, uh, his squad. Um, without Emily Ryan, what is going on there? Boy, I they know. I haven't heard anything. Nothing more. other than the fact she's nowhere close to coming back. And that right. came out this weekend. That's a blow. That's a blow. Bill Bender will join us next. Uh, we will talk college football, pick Bill's brain, what we, what he thinks we'll hear tonight. Does he buy into the Florida State scenario that if they are going to, you know, leave them on the side of the road, even if they are an unbeaten power five nine? I almost cringe when I say that. Yeah. How can you do that? How can you? Yet, here we are. You know, we had somebody yesterday on Twitter say, why are we picking on Florida State? We're picking on Florida State because... Because they don't belong! Because Tate Rodemaker is their quarterback. Right. It's, and George is going to be favored. You don't have... Uh, it's going to be like Michigan-Iowa. If Jordan Travis was there, this is not a, a conversation. Team. That's where the conversation mm-hmm. lies. The totality of your resume, I get it. But the totality of their team is not there. No. Do you think Louisville can do college yes. football fans a yes. favor? Were they looking ahead to this I to the so. championship I, game I, when Kentucky I, rolled into town? I can see that. Man, and I hope that's the case. It's Jeff that's Brom- an in-state rival, though. Jeff Brom in a big game. Yeah? Who would you rather have? Big game. Brom or Mike Norvell, who's done an incredible job himself mm-hmm. resurrecting that program. He's done a great job. Mm-hmm. Give me Brom. Yeah, me too. Oh, boy. And that's the same time as the Big Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it a half hour earlier, same time? I think same time. Well, the Big Ten, you know, is not going to kick until like 728. And we get Gus? Yeah, your boy. Jesus. Boy, he is.
Over the top, Trey. He's falling apart. Over the top. I used to be a fan. Yeah. No more. Miller and Condon, 1125. Bill Bender next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. So good. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bill Benner from the Sporting News coming up momentarily. We'll get the bill. Uh, about an hour from now, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. We will talk NFL with Vinny Iyer, the latest on that. Bad loss last night for the Vikings. Bears with some certainly some difficult decisions uh, coming up here in the weeks ahead. Let's go to Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill Trenton, Ken, thank you, uh, Bill, as always, for coming on. How are you, Bill Bender? Yes, I just was thinking the other day, I didn't talk to you boys in a while. Thanks for having me on. No, listen, we appreciate you having uh, coming on with us. So, Bill, I know you were at the game last week, Michigan-Ohio State. For those of us who've just watched it on TV for so many years, what is it about this game, other than, you know, the helmets and uh, the history between them? Uh, is it it's just everything kind of wrapped up into one big package, Ohio State-Michigan end of the season? What is it about this game that elevates it uh, into the place? it deserves to be the tension ah. the tension you feel of every play like is this going to be the play that decides this game and even all the way down to the end um you can feel that in the stadium you felt it when ohio state tied the game at 17 you felt it you probably felt it all the way through columbus when you know michigan goes up 14 to 3 every play in that game just feels so big and i i get it i'm from central ohio and no people on both sides of it, and it just, I'm sorry, nothing compares to it. The build-up, the lead-up, and then you get into the football game, a game that definitely could have gone either way, mm-hmm. but ultimately it went Michigan's way. Ryan Day, is it fair, much of the angst that's against him right now with the three consecutive losses against the Wolverines? I've learned to answer questions by saying yes and no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it works. Um you know, so yes, it is fair to have some pressure there because he is one and three against Michigan. They haven't lost three in a row in this rivalry since I was in high school. But no, you're not going to find a better coach right now. Like, I get that part of the question too because somebody would say, well, you can find somebody. Um, well, who? And I think Ryan Day's done a phenomenal job there, but it's also fair to say. And for whatever reason, and you guys know this, you've been around the sport forever too, um, fight in that game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating game. So let's fast forward to this week, Bill, and I know you just uh, you, you put a lot of work and a lot of thought into it, trying to lay out what happens if and all of the scenarios that are out there. Trent and I began uh, the week yesterday, uh, and I thought Trent had a really good uh, good take on Florida State when it comes to them. It's almost, and I agree with it, by the way, I think if I, I think the committee, and I think college football has a Florida State problem, hmm. uh, and especially if they beat Louisville this week and they're favored to do so, um, that they're going to be unbeaten, and how do you keep a power f- unbeaten Power Five conference championship out of your playoff? If you're going to do it, don't we have to have that domino fall tonight, Bill? Um, with the with the change in quarterback due to injury and dot dot dot. If indeed Florida State is going to be left out, does the world need to find out tonight that they're in a very precarious position? I agree, that, and I don't think it'll happen. I mean, yeah. we can, and I know they're going to lay groundwork, and I know how the committee. You know the the politics behind it, and how, and and let's be real. So let's play this out. 
Florida State plays Georgia in a semifinal. What do you guys think the spread would be, like 15? Yeah, 17, yeah. Yeah, Closer to 20, yeah. Yeah. If it's Texas and Georgia, what's the spread? Six and a half. Uh, I was going to say nine, but yeah, yeah. Seven, okay. So that's what the game isn't played on a betting line. It's played on the field, and Florida State is 12-0. and And I think every other, there's eight teams in the mix here. If you're Alabama, Oregon, uh, uh, Texas, yeah, you need you need Florida State to lose to get in because I think if they win, they're going to, as much as we know what's happening there, they're going to get in. One of the most intriguing scenarios is the possibility of the SEC being left out. So let's keep this as simple as possible. Michigan wins convincingly. Florida State wins convincingly. They're thirteen and zero. When Rodemaker looks good in the process, let's play that. They win it thirty one ten, and he plays really well. And Washington's undefeated at thirteen and zero. We got one remaining spot. One spot left between 12 and 1 Alabama with an SEC championship, 12 and 1 Georgia without a championship, and Texas at 12 and 1 with the head to head. Is it simple as head to head trumps and the SEC, you're out? No, it's not that simple. It should be. It should be, but it should be, but it's not. And that's why I would put Texas in. Because you have to value the head-to-head. You have to value Not only did they win, they won in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. But I can just hear the committee now and the, well, we're really impressed with Jalen Milrow and the mm-hmm. development since the South Florida game. And this is a different team than it was in September. And yep. you can just hear, like, Nick, you can see, like, Nick Saban with his arms behind his back kind of staring at the committee doing that. Um, yeah, I, I don't – I can't envision the SEC not being in the playoff. I'll just put it that way. And even though I think it would be right, and they should absolutely take Texas. Does the committee have somewhat of a, a, a not a get out of jail, but you a, a redo card by simply playing that if they have to leave out um, a Florida State? Well, this is one of the reasons that we agreed to go to twelve teams, and next year it's going to look after itself. And this year was an anomaly, anomaly, but we'll get it right next year because we're expanding. Could they play that card, Bill? They might. That, that, this would be the time to play it, like the yep. break glass and just say, hey, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. we sorry, Florida State, but we're not sorry. And then, but I just think that would damage the relationship with one of your conferences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you have four chairs and five people trying to squeeze into those four chairs, and sometimes two people from one of the conferences, like Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan, um, yeah, there's going to be bad feelings involved. So, it is a very interesting predicament, but I, I, I'm very curious to see how they word that and try to tell us that that's telegraph it, so to speak, tonight in the playoff ranking show. I think it's going to get as good of a, a rating as it's had in some time tonight for that very reason. I do. Hey, can you find a path for Ohio State? Yeah, I just we have that story up on Sporting News, and it's not ridiculous. So here's the five things that need to happen. They need Washington to beat Oregon. They need Texas to lose to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. They need Georgia to beat Alabama. They need Michigan to win, believe it or not, because if Michigan loses, I still think Michigan would be ranked ahead of Ohio State. And then um, they need Florida State to lose. It's not you crazy. Size that up. Yeah. Size that up. All five of those things happen. Your playoff will be Georgia, Washington, and Ohio State would be the one-loss team left. So, 
They could absolutely walk through the back door for like the third time in nine years. It would be incredible. Coach Third Base maybe getting another break going his way. I want to talk about these games a little bit and I'll start with the first one we'll see on Friday night with the Pac-12 championship mm. game. Oregon nearly a double-digit favorite now against Washington. We saw this game in Seattle, down to the wire, three-point victory for the Huskies. And since then, Washington has just not played very good football. In fact, their only double-digit win since then was a 10-point win against USC that definitely could have gone either way. Is it a Washington problem? Oregon's playing really well. What's it take here? Washington's done it once. How do they beat them for a second time? I mean, I don't know why this line's so high. I, I think Washington won the first game because they can match their scoring and they match the decision making, and they still have a Heisman candidate and good, good offense. And I just see the same game in a lot of ways. I think I did pick Oregon to win, but you know, it feels like thirty-four, thirty-one. Washington went through a lot of ranked teams to get to this point, so I think they're being disrespected. I'd go the other way, and I think they're being disrespected just a touch. Did uh, it dawn on you this weekend? And I know you were again. You were at Michigan, Ohio State, but it dawned, did it dawn on you on Saturday at all, Bill, as it did me? That I, I can't believe that the Pac-12 is officially out of business. Well, this is the weekend of awkward feelings and bad feelings. It is. Um, you know, you go through them. It's kind of funny. It's you know, Big Ten. There's a chance that Tony Petiti is going to hand the trophy to a guy he just suspended. Um, <laughs> yeah. ACC, Jim Phillips. Florida State talked about leaving the conference all, all summer. Uh, Pac-12 is not going to exist. Big 12, Brett Yormack in Texas, how's that handshake going to be? Mm. And then finally, mm. the guy that just can sit there and put his feet up and say everything's great is uh, Greg Sankey. Because on one side, he's got a team that's won 29 in a row, and the other, he's got the greatest coach of all time. So not a bad situation to be if you're Greg Sankey. Not at all. All right, a couple more games here. Alabama, they get by on the fourth and goal from the 31. It's Georgia. Georgia dinked around with Georgia Tech. They've been, when they've had teams' attention, though, Mm -hmm. the Bulldogs have played at a completely different level here. Alabama has improved. The team that we see today is much better, certainly, than the one we saw back in September. However, is this a hill too tall for the Crimson Tide? No. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a fun game. I mean, Jalen Monroe has played better. Mm-hmm. It is two two really talented teams. Probably the two most by our rating and all that kind of stuff, the two most talented teams in the country. And I love it when these two play. I remember a couple of years ago when I put this game on, I remember texting one of my best friends like 10 minutes and man, this game's awesome. Look at all this speed. Look at all this talent. Look at all these NFL guys running around. It was amazing. And I think that's the feeling I get when they watch those two teams. And, you know, you are dealing with Nick Saban. It, it's going to be a game. I still think Georgia wins. I did. I think I picked – I think I went very chalky this weekend. I, I didn't – you know, I know we all root for chaos, but I'm pretty sure I took – all the favorites to win. I didn't take all of them to cover, but I took all of them to win. So you ended up on Michigan. Interesting. Uh, let's let's talk about that one, Bill. Can you make a case that this game is close? No, oh, sure. I mean, I was close last year, but I just have a feeling the whole Harbaugh coming back, and I look how they've played Big Ten West teams, and they have just mowed through them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing, though, that would give Iowa hope is a couple turnovers, and like I said, they can play small ball, too. They've got a really good defense. They really can't turn the ball over against the Michigan defense. They basically can't do 
Ohio State lost that game on two turnovers, essentially. One big one in their own on their own side of the field. That, that would be the key for Iowa early. Do not turn the football over on your side of the football field if it's going to be one of those smash-and-grab defensive games. How big of a loss is Zinter not obviously being able to answer the bell? He's their leader on that offensive line. Yeah, they had a couple injuries, him and then Will Johnson. So keep an eye on Will Johnson. I mean, it is a big loss, but in that moment, it kind of galvanized the team. Mm. It did. I mean, I thought that was the turning point, unexpected turning point that you know, Michigan kind of won. But, yeah, I mean, that impacts they, – they maul teams up the middle. And so they're going to have next man up there. And, and they've been okay at the tackle position. So I, I just think it'll be a fun game. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough spot for Iowa. They're going to have – to have a lot of things line up for them to win that game. But then again, it was a close game last year. So we got Sunbelt Championship, the American. Maybe the most intriguing to me is Conference USA, also on Friday night. New Mexico State, what Jerry Kill has done with a program that is as moribund of a program over the last 70 years as almost anybody in big-level college football, against Liberty, a new guy on the street. They've invested a whole lot of money. They're undefeated. And they're and a big a, favorite. Potential Liberty with a two-lane loss, they'll be a team in the New Year's Six. I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, quarterback play for New Mexico State has been great all season long. Their quarterback, Pavia, if you haven't seen him, he's worth the price of admission. What's the, uh, your favorite game of the, I guess, next group of the group of five conference championship games? Yeah, that'll be a good one. Tulane SMU will be fun because the winner, I mean, if Tulane wins, they're probably going back to the New Year's Day Six, mm-hmm. the Peach Bowl. I mean, the, the door is open for Liberty. If you haven't watched Titan Felder play, he's awesome. This quarterback for Liberty, uh, he's right up there with Caleb Williams and Penix in terms of total touchdowns this season. So he's he's a really good player. I think they'll be in the mix for New Year's Day 6 full as well. But that SMU Tulane game, they're going to get up and down for a bunch of points. My conference, the MAC, uh, it's like Toledo's headed towards back-to-back MAC championships. Daquan Finn's a really fun player to watch as well. Uh, last thing for me, how big of a difference, uh, how much big of a gap, I guess, between Marvin Harrison and Romo Dunze? Well, not big. I mean, they'll both be All-Americans. That Bolitnikoff Award, whew. Yeah. I mean, Marvin's great. He'll probably win it. Um, but Malik Neighbors and, and Romo Dunze are really good. And Luther Burton. I yeah, mean, that's and French guy. Franklin. Yeah. My dude. Franklin, that's a loaded position group this year. So, we're putting together our All-American teams as we speak. We have a meeting this afternoon to continue that process. I, I love it and hate it. I love putting that team together. I hate the stress it causes me because, you know, inevitably those years you miss a guy or two, it really hurts. Last thing for me, Bill Bender, and it is on Monday. The portal will officially open, though we've already seen plenty of work inside that portal how different is it for you, and how much tracking do you do of the portal? It's just it has added certainly another layer to guys like you and your job of what you have to do and all the guys moving places. Yeah, I mean, on Monday, typically next Monday, the, the big story is the bull matchup and who's playing who and how that's going to look and let's get an early rate on the game. I just know last year on that first Monday, everybody was reading about the transfer portal yep. and where these quarterbacks go. and yep. We've already seen some go in there, whether it was uh, – Tyler Van Dyke, um, Will Rogers, Mississippi State, there'll be more quarterbacks that go in. But if you go back and look at last year and all these quarterbacks that went in and out, wasn't a lot of like home run hits. I mean, I know we talked a lot about Sam Hartman. Early. Good year. Yep. But there wasn't like 
and change the entire program. Mm -hmm. And that's something to keep in mind moving forward. Indeed it is. Uh, I'm not asking you who you're voting for, but have you got in the back of your mind how difficult is the Heisman uh, in your mind to determine who's going to be uh, one on your ballot? I don't like it. I love voting for it. I don't like that it's going to be hard this year. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Knicks, Knicks, uh, Jaden Daniels, certainly all in the mix. I feel like I'm leaving a quarterback out that I'm blanking on. But uh, those three are at the top of it, and you know it's going to be hard to turn away Bo Nix if they if he has an impressive performance against Washington. You look at his numbers; it's really incredible what he's been able to do this season for Oregon and the just hyper efficient play that he's been able to string together. Um, but those are the three right now that'll probably be at the top of that list. Jalen Milroe would be the wild card. There's the one I'm blanking on. He uh, he beats Georgia. Fuck, it's going to go through the roof. Indeed it is. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Bill Bender. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bill Bender, Sporting News. We catch up on college football. Going to be tough to sort that thing out. Who's your guy right now? Well, it's Knicks. He would have to have... I mean, they'd have to lose. Fall on his face, yeah. I'm with you. Who can catch him? Well, Daniels McCarthy. doesn't play this week. Right. I don't think McCarthy's in the hunt. No. Blake Corum, no. No. <laughs> Obviously nothing Florida State or Louisville. Panix? What would it take? Win. 400 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns. Four. And a Heisman moment. Yeah. You know, a, a, a game-winning throw- drive. Right, yeah, yeah. Something like, yeah, he could get there. Can Milrow get there? I don't think so. I don't think so. He was he got benched. He did. And he came back. Yeah. Better for it, without a doubt. Might uh, have a Milro ticket. Maybe that's why I do <laughs> yeah. 150 to 1. Ooh, TC. I also got Alabama at 40 to 1. That's a good ticket, I think. <sighs> Gotta win. Gotta win for sure. Miller and Condon, 10 before noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106 point. 1227. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Cooper DeGene is one of three finalists for the Thorpe Award. Mm. Uh, Malachi Starks from LSU. And Trey Taylor, I know nothing about his game from Air Force. Nope. A DB. I mean, pretty cool if an Air Force kid from one of the academies, yeah. even to get to this point, right? He's on the list of three. I know nothing about his game. Uh know a lot about Cooper DeGene's game. He's got a whole bunch of it. That's for certain. So we'll see how this goes. But it is indeed award season, Trent Condon. Yeah. And uh, for the first time, and um, I'm an officially a Heisman voter. That is incredibly cool. I am I'm a, really pumped for that. A little jealous. Yep. There are very few people that watch more college football in the world than you. And that's why I've thought all along that I deserve to have one of these. Right. Because beat writers. Yep. They're watching their team. And I get it. Yeah. It's a team that they cover. Are there too many voters? Probably. Probably. <laughs> but it's not because of you. You did not push that over. That's been the case for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, well deserved. I'm excited for you. That is really, really cool. Yeah, thanks to my friend Randy Peterson, I guess, who nominated me for okay. that. So that was uh, that was nice of him to do that. Yeah. And I didn't reach out to him. I mean, I mm-hmm. didn't complain to him. I thought I was going to be added to the list, oh, I don't know, probably eight or ten years ago, but didn't didn't work out. Well, I walked out of here. Oh, okay. It was a stupid thing. It's all right. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing my homework. Good. So, I mean, top three, right? That's what you vote top on? Top three, yeah. 
Do you have an, a general idea? Yeah, it's kind of like Bills. I mean, quarterback, mm-hmm. quarterback. Do you have anything dark horse-wise, anything if you would go kind of off the page? If well, you if will. I was to put one more in, I would want to, and I would think about including somebody from our state. Sure. Who would be the guy from our state? Well, he didn't finish the year on the Cooper field, DeGene, sadly. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, he's the best player in the state. Yeah, most impactful player in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, most outstanding college football yeah, player in our state. He is, I and think that's the award. And that's the award. I mean, I think he like he, he catches that punt in the middle of the field. They're eleven and one. Yeah, they're eleven and one. They don't look at the replay. They're uh, eleven and one. And Kirk's still a little salty about Man, that. I one. was surprised at that one. That one did stick with him. But again. Uh, it was just, it was, everybody was robbed of the play. Everybody right. was robbed of the play. Hour two. We're going to uh, talk some NFL with Vinny Iyer. Probably start the hour with some, um, well, we'll go potpourri. I want to talk a little baseball. What's going on with your squad? The Twins? Oh, my God. They're gutting them. Aren't they? They don't have money. That's too bad. This team is, the, the division is theirs. The pre- On the precipice of a breakthrough. Sorry. Yeah. Hour two next, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.